Hey, what's up guys? This is the intro to the Mental Breakdowns podcast, episode 6 on medicine-assisted treatment with my guest star slash housemate, Jackie, aka Jack A. That's what I call her um, from that one TV show back way when with the black actress. I don't know. I love her. But anyway, uh, Jackie's awesome. She's at a spitfire she's a riot she's got great energy i think you guys love this one um forgive me throughout the episode i'm saying medically assistant treatment it's actually medicine assisted treatment bear with me um i'm literally in my room right now while my other two roommates are sleeping so we're doing what we can we're doing what we can what are you gonna do anyway enjoy the episode episode six on medicine assisted treatment with the mental breakdowns podcast featuring jack Welcome to the Mental Breakdowns Podcast. Uh, my name is Zoe, the host, and uh, I'm here with our second guest star interviewee, Miss Jackie. Um, so, yeah. Hey, Zoe. Hey, Jackie. Thank you so much for coming. Thank you for having me here. I was trying to have Jackie a couple weeks ago. Life came up, and it's okay, because we're here now. Yes, as it does, right? I'm yeah. so... Yeah, I felt... Um, so I'm honored to be here talking to you. Yes. My pleasure. <laughs> All right. So before we get into our topic, uh, we're just going to do a couple current news events. And I'm really trying to keep it positive. But as you guys know, <laughs> it's just not that time right now. Um, something sort of positive. Rents in San Francisco have fallen by as much as 31%. What? Yeah, according to CNN Business. Interesting. Yes, uh, rents continue to drop in some of America's most expensive cities, uh, with more people working from home. Many renters are seeking to live in more affordable areas that can offer them extra space. Yeah, San Francisco is not necessarily the place for extra space. No, no, right? Yeah, so there's so many people. And I'm wondering if, like, okay, so because of the COVID and you know, a lot of people are probably having to move out. Right. And then they can't rent these spaces, so yeah. they're having to go a little bit lower. Right. You know, I don't just know. Just to find somebody yeah, to cover yeah. that spot. Yeah. Right. Because they don't have the person willing to pay $5,000 a month uh, anymore. Uh, um, <laughs> no, it's totally fine. Okay, yeah, so fuck. Yeah. <laughs> I, I don't know. Oh, for example, well, rents are on the rise in nearby communities. Uh, look, Let me see. For example, while my Manhattan rents are down... Median rent for one bedroom in the Bronx is up 9%. So, yeah. Interesting. Going from the city to the little suburbs right. outside. So, maybe, I don't know, maybe Oakland's going up soon. Right. That, like, in compared, yeah, that would be, like, the same kind of outskirts city. Right? Same thing. Rents yeah. in Seattle are down, but uh, bedrooms in nearby Tacoma are up 8%. Uh, because, yeah, they're pushing out to a lower income, and so they're right now. Oh, God. Yeah. Um, 
I don't know. I guess that's cool. I'm not. Yeah. I don't know. Uh, I was really trying to wait for that. I was saying this for years. I wanted to wait for the next big earthquake, right. just to like scare all the people that <laughs> <laughs> aren't Bay Area natives, scare right. them back to wherever they came from, right. and then I can swoop up in on on, on their condo. Word. Um, but it's right, been yeah, taking it's forever. Everybody moving to California. Well, so many people are moving out of California. Yeah, now too. taxes. Yeah. Uh. What are they calling them? Transplants. Yeah, yeah. For the people that come here, the transplants. Right. I don't know. You got to pay for Cali. Yeah, you do. Oh. Hey, man, there's nowhere like it to be able to go from the city right. to the mountains, to the ocean. To the forest, to the desert. To the de- yeah, all that. Yeah, Cali forever. Cali native. All right, uh, one more. Ikea to buy back used furniture worldwide in recycling push for Black Friday. Huh. Yeah. So, uh, Good News Network Org writes, One might expect local entrepreneurs to be the ones who might open a second-hand furniture store, mm. not the world's largest furniture chain. I didn't know they were the world's largest they furniture. Are? Yeah. Go Sweden. Huh. Go Sweden. Go. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, Swedish giant IKEA will buy back... Your old IKEA furniture provided it's in good condition mm-hmm. by offering vouchers up to 50% of the original value. What? Okay. All right. I don't got no IKEA money anyway. Yeah. I don't know. Have you ever shopped at IKEA? I've been in there and it's like crazy. <laughs> they have a cafeteria. Yeah. I had to go to the cafeteria, but it's like, it's fun to go in there. Right. Yeah, they have everything all set up and it's just huge. My first time was last year. And I didn't have money for it at that time. Yeah, I, I was shopping with my daughter, and she was furnishing her house, and this was, oh gosh, maybe like six years ago or something. Yeah. Dang, I guess it was about six years ago. And, it, yeah, I don't know, there's stuff, I'm not so talk shit about Ikea, <laughs> but I don't know, I think there's talk stuff that's not made all that well. I don't know, I could be mistaken. I mean, I probably... But it's cute. I mean, yeah, super cute. The, yeah, I don't know. Maybe I have to. I don't have any IKEA furniture to turn in. Right. However, I've, for those who do, that's like really good incentive. Yeah, and hella uh, green friendly. Yeah, I don't that, know. That's that's. Yeah. I like that because like the secondhand stores, I'm all about that. Right. Walmart Anywho, should do that. Yeah. So um, yeah, that's I yeah that's really cool that they're doing that. I won't be shopping for no IKEA until I actually mm-hmm. have a place again though. So. Yeah, same. Anyway. Yeah, I would definitely go in there and check it out again. That was our. Good news uh, segment okay, <laughs> for right. the news stories. <laughs> uh, just to keep things moving along, because I want to yeah. be respectful of your time. You. I've always wanted to say that. I hear that on other podcasts. Interviewers are like, I want to be respectful of your time. It's I want to be thing, respectful though. of That's, Thank you. Yeah. And I'll be respectful of your, of your time. <laughs> thank you, miss. So, my our topic. My pleasure. My pleasure. <laughs> Our topic today is... Oh, no, let's not go British. Oh, right, okay. Our our topic today is uh, mats, also known as medication or medication, medically assisted treatment. Sound it out. Yeah. Um, But before we get into that, I wanted to kind of get into Jackie and what brought you here to where you are now without going too deep of course um so after this quick break we'll get right up into that all right hello loves it's me again british zo if you're wondering why i'm talking so low my roommates are both in the room sleeping but anywho if you had any questions that you'd like answered on the show by me or my guests 
using our own experiences. Just go ahead and leave a comment on whichever platform you may be listening to. YouTube comment section, or comment section on Spotify. I don't even know if they have a comment section or just send a text. All right, let's get back to the show. Cheers. All right, and we're back with the Mental Breakdowns podcast with your host, Zoe, me, and our guest star, Jackie. Hi. Um, so we got four questions that we're, we're trying on right now because you're only the second person we've interviewed. Sweet. Um, so first one is, what did you want to be when you grew up? Oh. Or grew up? Like who or what did you want to okay. be when you grew up? So I wanted to be a teacher, really, a teacher of things, and yeah. you know I was thinking like it would be seventh grade science or something okay. like that or art, you know. Yeah. And um, as life happens, it didn't turn out that I became a teacher. However, yeah, I, I feel like um, when it's all said and done, I will be a teacher because of I'm going to be using my life experience, right to reach back out and I'll be teaching, um, Others. awareness and yeah, I hope to, um, actually become the teacher, um, working with young women. I can totally see so. you as a teacher. <laughs> I think you already teach for I, sure. I might be, I yeah. might be, so I'm not, definitely not getting paid for it right now, but, yeah. um, yeah, that was, that was my, yeah, I wanted to be a teacher, so. Nice. Yeah, life is crazy, so. Yeah. It's just not, life is not linear. It's absolutely like a spiral. Like, you learn something. Right. And then, oh, wait, oh, and then something else comes back up, and you're like, oh, I needed to Mm -hmm. learn another piece. What was that quote? Like, uh, we make plans and God laughs, or something like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyway, um, my mom was a substitute teacher for a while, for like a little bit. And mm, she substituted That's one of my cl- one. classes. Oh no! Yeah, a couple times I believe. Uh, did everybody know? Oh yeah! Oh yeah! What the hell, what grade? <laughs> so what grade? Like like, uh, maybe like fourth or fifth, oh, around there. What? Yeah. So it was interesting. Substitute would be difficult, I think, because the kids are just like, yeah, we're gonna try to take advantage of you. Right. She doesn't do it any longer, so yeah, absolutely. Good right. <laughs> um, That's okay, funny. okay. Next question: Who were your parents? And this doesn't. I mean, it's just like, I don't know. It could be like one word or a little more background. But who were your parents? Okay, so my 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 dad was amazing. He, I want to say that my dad was my best friend. Yeah. For a very long time. And um, my mom was a stay-at-home mom, mm-hmm. and um, she's absolutely a good friend. A little bit different relationship there, but um, they were. Um, let's see. They were good parents. Like you know, I could talk to my dad about anything. Yeah. Yeah. He passed from, um, you know, um, addiction stuff. Really? You know? Yeah. He had cirrhosis of the liver. Sorry. And it went into cancer and stuff like that. And yeah. So. Um, yeah, I was able to take care of him though, and he's my friend till the end. Hell I know, yeah. you know what I mean? Yes. Not to, I, yeah, I, yeah, anyway, uh, my mom's still here, and, um, uh, my mom is also in recovery, so. That's yeah, yeah. cool. Yeah, it's, it's, it's different, so we'll just leave that right there. That's another conversation. Yeah, absolutely. Another That's a whole nother podcast. Yeah, oh shit. Okay. <laughs> Um, your first exposure to mental health, uh, either oh. with yourself or maybe seeing like a family member or right. friend and being like, oh, there's a whole nother health yeah. uh, on top of the physical health. Oh, like when was your first? Oh, okay. So 
well, okay, so there's a few. Yeah. Okay, but the first, <laughs> I'm like, okay, so just, so the first was um, my grandma, uh-huh. who we called Nana. Yeah. And um, she's not here any longer either. Um, but like around 50 years old, she had a very traumatic experience yeah. happen to her that we don't need to get into, but oh. it was traumatic enough to where she had a total mental breakdown. I'm talking about like running into traffic. She just Ooh. had a complete breakdown. Yeah. And, um, you know, she was straight as an arrow until then. So after she, you know, she went in and she was institutionalized for a while and yeah. she got help. For, you know, she went into therapy and everything, and she actually started smoking weed. Okay. Like, at, like, 55, and she was, she's, yeah. She okay, was Nana. So happy. Yeah, Nana. Yeah, she, <laughs> I remember coming over one day, and she's like, would you like to smoke one, darling? And I'm like, what the fuck? <laughs> oh. So, anyway. I don't know yeah, if I could smoke yeah, with my grandma. Yeah, so it runs, um, yeah, we have some mental issues in the family, and I hadn't even thought of, about that, because I was going to say, um... My ex-husband yeah. was my, but, you know, if we go back a lot further, actually, it was my, yeah, my Nana. And do you remember at that time, like, um, I don't know, just, like, realizing it was something, like, up here in the brain? Yes. Rather, like... Yeah, no, I did, yeah, I absolutely, I didn't understand it, but I knew it was something else and something I've never had really seen before. Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. Now, hindsight, looking back, like, her behaviors before that, you know what I mean, like, keeping weird hours and just... Right. certain things that she did and said and everything you could kind of tell that you know she carried that with her more than likely before that happened you know Jeez. and yeah it never um like i never loved her any less but it, right. yeah, it was because I, I was like 13 oh okay 13 so i was aware i was just like oh gosh she's cooking <laughs> just like <laughs> yeah. being a little asshole i'm a teenager you know what i mean like what's wrong with Nana? but like no yeah so yeah but she didn't talk to us about it never no one no one really explained it you know and so yeah want to change that you know what i mean so i talk to my kids and stuff about what's going on and absolutely like not in detail but you know they they've been around me so they they're aware and their father also Mm -hmm. um has some mental health issues or he did he's not here with us either anymore yeah um so yeah, I educate them. I think this whole generation or these next generations coming up are just so much more well versed uh, when it comes to mental health and yes. and all those uh, and everything around that and just hashtag self care and all that yes. shit like that. So I'm I'm like it's great. Right? Yeah, I'm feeling hopeful that yeah they're yeah they're very yeah that gener- generation is um so she's 25 who I'm talking about my oldest. Mm-hmm. I'm 22 or like that yeah they're yeah, yeah, yeah. they're super amazing i mean i'm talking about like right. with all worldly issues and every you know equality and every yeah yeah it's um gives me hope for the world that's it hope it keeps me yeah, hope okay so um that was our that was that that was the ring of fire that wasn't bad uh, right no no not at all okay now Ooh. we're gonna hop into this topic medically assistant treatment all right, all right. so the first like I tried to get some definitions, like some textbook definitions. There really isn't medically assistant treatment laying around in a Webster dictionary. Right. Um, so I got a few from the web. This is the Substance Abuse and Mental Health Services Administration yeah. website. Yeah. <laughs> they're a well. part. Of, yeah, they're a part of the uh, U.S. Department of Health and Human Services. They say uh, medication-assisted treatment is the use of medications in combination with counseling and behavioral therapies to provide a whole patient, oh wait, to provide a quote, 
whole patient, end quote, approach to the treatment of substance use disorders. Medications used in MAT are approved by the FDA, and MAT programs are clinically driven and tailored to meet each patient's needs. Research shows that a combination of medication and therapy can successfully treat these disorders, and for some people struggling with addiction, MAT can help sustain recovery. MAT is also used to prevent or reduce opioid overdose. Um, yeah. That, yeah, that that's a great um, like overview, right? Of um, Matt. I think um, a lot of people don't know about it either. You know what I mean? If right. You're not, um, being treated or have a family member. Yeah. And the odds of that, I guess, are kind of greater than I realize as I just put say that out of my mouth. Like you know what I mean? Like yeah. We all know someone, but um. I think a lot of too is um a lot of people aren't aware that. Yeah, like I guess what you were saying, they aren't aware that there's actually um, multiple types of services that can that are available to help right. us. Um, I know definitely before I even went into the rooms, I wasn't thinking that there is some medication to help me with withdrawal or cravings or anything. I knew nothing like that. Um, so yeah, let's start off with your experience okay. with the topic. Okay, so um, let's see. Um, if we go uh, back, let's go back about um, eight years. Okay, so okay, so right, whole different me at this time. Yes. Um, I had um, I was on, um, under the prescription um, of methadone. Yep. So I took prescribed methadone, mm -hmm. and um, I took that for about three years. Yeah. And um, I ended up abusing it. Okay, because I'm an addict, and I fucking used to eat those little bastards, you know? The methadone's for... And the methadone is also, or it can be treated, um, so it's also used for chronic pain. Yeah. I was prescribed it for chronic pain. Oh, okay. okay and I ended up getting addicted to it, yeah. and then um, I um, started using heroin. Gotcha. Okay, so um, I've been clean off the methadone and heroin for almost seven years now. Yeah, snaps, boom. snaps. Like, it's back there mm -hmm. and um however i didn't get any help like i didn't go into a program and like the I therapies just didn't know. yeah none of that i didn't get therapy and um when i was given the medication you mm -hmm. know i didn't self-advocate or even know to look into it to um, find out how addicting it was i was very um naive right very naive about it and um uh yeah to make a long story short i ended up yeah abusing it and then when it wasn't around um that's when the heroin yeah, came that's in when the heroin came into play so um so i never got help um like counseling and all that right yeah, yeah. um with any of that so fast forward um i went from one substance to another opiates being like the main character in my story right of what you know in my addiction so um in june um, and, and so I, and I had known other people that took Suboxone mm -hmm. and methadone and, um, I knew I could see that it worked for them. Yeah. And in my mind, and you know, just because I mean, I had this OG kind of outlook on it. It was, you're not clean. You're not yeah. clean. And there's that stigmatism. Oh, we're going to get to that. You're not clean <laughs> yes, if you're yes, on yes. a mat. Right. Okay. Well, I've come to terms with, you know, I've been on you know, abusing drugs for enough years, um, to know that I need something else, you know, and, um, I also 
it's just it, it it works for me so good. Right. Um. So in June, um, when I relapsed, um, I went into an inpatient. I was there for sixty days, and um, in the beginning, first three weeks, you know, I was um, detoxing, and I just I said, you know, well, one of the counselors actually talked to me, and she's, you know, she's like, well, you have choices. Right. Know, that, that you can you can, you have a choice to do this, and exactly. you don't have to continue to do it your whole life, or you could stay on it or whatever, but at that point, I didn't trust myself to not go back out there right. and, and use, you know, and I don't, I don't, I don't want that anymore, you know, and um, with the, so I take Suboxone yeah. um, for the mat, because there's methadone and Suboxone, and there may, I think there's a few others. And those too. are Maybe both I'm for opioids. Opioids, yeah. Use disorder. Yes, so, yes, right terminology there. So, um, I've been taking it since um, June regularly and um it's amazing yeah like my quality of life is completely different and it's you know you don't you're not high from it or anything like that like i'm able to um function and i don't like the cravings right not there that's what i remember they're not fucking there dude they're just they're they're not there yeah you know um i've uh since in the middle of that time i've taken a drink twice Mm -hmm. so those were both slips um but not opiates, yeah. opioids at all. Like the craving is just not there. And it's like, it's crazy. It is crazy. It's crazy yeah. because, you know, <laughs> it's all, it's been there for so long and to have something like that. And, and that motherfucker's powerful. Oh my God, dude. Yeah, this will <laughs> powerful. take you. Yeah. Um, so powerful. And then, so, um, and just, so there's, I have um, support groups too, that there's a, a, a group every month or two times a month. For the that, Suboxone. For the Suboxone, yeah. And then there's, um, so there's like a group of, it's anywhere from like six to 12 people on Zoom because of COVID. COVID. Otherwise, you know, we'd be meeting up at the, um, wherever they meet up. Yeah. And um, it's great, you know. So, and then also I'm in therapy. I have a psychologist. I'm in therapy. Right. Got a sponsor, all that stuff. And whole fucking team. Yeah, I got a, <laughs> exactly. Yeah. I need a whole team. Yeah. And support. So it's not just like, oh, just here's the medication and you're better and you can go on about your... It's like a whole uh, smorgasbord (laughs) of, uh, I don't know, treatment, a smorgasbord of support. Yes. Uh, Yeah. Yeah. I didn't know you... I thought you were taking Suboxone a lot longer, so you just started this June. Yeah, I just started it in June. Okay. Yeah, and um, yeah, because I had this native... um, I don't know what the right word, like, so this negative opinion of what Matt looked like. Right. And um, that was based on my only experience of methadone, but it wasn't dosed, it wasn't in combination with the support and the counseling, and I wasn't in the right state of mind to really want to quit. Like, I want to not be addicted to opiates anymore, you know? It's freaking ruined my life, man. Right. In a lot of ways, and just took away from a lot of the joy, and... um, you know, I don't know how long I'll be on it, but I'm okay with it. You know what I mean? It's yeah. it's something that, um, you know, if you're listening out there and you need something to help you, I strongly suggest, you know, calling up your local, like wherever, you, you know, look into it and just um, have a conversation with someone and, yeah. you know, see, because it could really, it could really change your life. You know, um, it's hard. It's hard and it's okay. You know what I mean? Like I'm an addict. I, I admit it. And, um, Having that is also a safeguard, you know, because it is, you know, it's a blocker, you know, and it's just that right. cravings aren't there, man. It's, it's, yeah. it's amazing. I, um, 
Hmm, I don't know if we should go this... I don't, okay, so yeah. I wanted to get to the stigma about what other people... Before I go into my experience with Matt, but the stigma that other that, that we hear in our recovery uh, communities regarding medically assistant treatment, a.k.a. Matt, um, and that it's not... You're not really clean, not really sober. Um, we're also told in these rooms that everybody has their own program. Um, they're their own version of their own program and also uh, at least I was told what happens between an individual and their doctor is between the individual and their doctor and just like you were saying earlier I don't I've I've used and abused long enough to know the difference between um between being clean and sober and being fucked off um I'm on Suboxone right now, and I'm not fucked off. Right? <laughs> I wouldn't say it. You're far from fucked off. You know bro. what I mean? And then it's kind of hypocritical, too, when I hear in the rooms. It kind of irks me um, when just people just go on about the, oh, I haven't had one mind-altering substance in so long or, or for this many this much period of time. And I just think about, okay, so you don't smoke, right? Because right. you don't smoke cigarettes, right? Smoking. No, nicotine. Coffee? Okay, coffee. Do you do right. drink coffee? No, caffeine. Energy drinks. Okay. You know, yeah, like, I don't want to. Shopping? Right. And I'm not judging anybody no. for those. I'm just saying everybody has their own individual program or idea. We need not judge one another. Right. And that's something um, I'm definitely working on on a daily. Oh, same here. Same you know here. what I mean? Because it's hard. <laughs> we all do that to a certain degree. Oh, yeah. It's like, I need not judge anyone. Yeah. Barbara Marley say about you know and you're pointing the finger someone else point it right back at you right so um a couple people have told me oh I I just feel like I can talk to you because I feel like you don't you know you don't judge (laughs) in my head I'm like (laughs) I must not show it yeah no but that's that's um that's true and um I I, I've I've come to believe that too you know what's between you and your doctor yeah everyone's recovery is so different because we're all unique Right. You know, we all have, you know, and you just have to kind of figure out what works for you and your recovery. And there is a lot of support out there. You just have to, um, Hello. you have to really want it. All right. Um, so with mine, my first one, my experience with medically assistant treatment, my first time was with methadone um, after abusing opioids and whatnot. Um, and methadone's weird because it is an opioid. Did you go dose? I go dose. Okay. So we had to, I had to go to a clinic yeah. every single morning, wait in line on Market Street in San Francisco, which yep. if you don't know, isn't the, it wasn't in the clean part of Market Street. Let's put it like that. Yeah. So I would go get my dose, come out and right in the alleyway there, because that's the entrance in the alleyway, mm-hmm. right in the alleyway there is all the, the dealers, oh, the yeah, little Central it... American, what's up, papi? I got it, papi. What's up? <laughs> come on. And, um, it was not helpful the methadone was helpful at first it helped me stop and get off like you said with the cravings the cravings just disappeared because i was basically getting my shit from the methadone um now for i can't remember exactly right now we're short on time but i got off the methadone for one reason or another and i think it was maybe to either relapse and start using again or um or start suboxone Okay. Um, and the Suboxone I started last year, 
and same thing i was hesitant to start it at first because i'm just like i don't i want to be clean you guys are saying clean 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 i want to be clean and then the doctors are stressing this can really help your chances and help save your life but then there's um there's caveats attached to it like you have to come attend this group every week at first every single week you have to come to this suboxone support group or you won't right we definitely do but i was like so resentful at that like okay you're saying this saves my life will save my life but you're like dangling in front of me um saying Uh, jump through this hoop to get it i got over it um i got over it and i got over it being another um it not being quote unquote sobriety um because god what was i gonna say i totally blanked right now um oh i just think it's hella funny how i don't know about your experience but me and other people in the recovery rooms how like a year ago we're doing lines off toilet seats and now and now a doctor is telling us to take something to help us and we're like no my body's a temple (laughs) i can't i don't i don't want to do it it's uh, i'm trying to be pure straight up (laughs) and it's like dude come on yeah yeah right picked up coke off the street so that's a that's a good uh yeah it's good that you you know, you're getting that yeah. right yeah that I, yeah so right. it's like it maybe kind of puts us in our place when you start to a little bit like back to yeah i think it goes back to just letting somebody else drive for a while let's just yeah. let somebody yeah. else take the steering wheel and yeah everybody has their their own way like i don't know really what brought me to um come to grips you know just being offered the choice you know what i mean yeah because at first i was just like nope they, when they when I first got in like the first day they were like you know would you like to try it and I was like nope yeah nope and then after seven days of um, drying up and because I was quarantined oh. you know during that time because of the COVID and all I was all by myself and so I did a lot of research and it felt like it was just going to be the right choice and I don't have to go around telling everybody that right? part well, yeah, I mean, that I'm part kind of telling everybody about <laughs> yeah so but. yeah. Yeah. But you know, okay, so you did your homework. Yeah, so have a conversation with me if you want to judge me about it or, or yeah. you want to know, you know? It's just, or it, do it's your not research. for everybody, but do yeah. your research. Yeah. yeah. If it, you're trying to get off of uh, opiates and um, you might need a little bit of help and it's okay, so boom. Hmm. I'm not used to asking for help. Yeah. That help, you know what I mean? Like I could do it all myself and I've. Uh, right. And, and sobriety and getting clean is a, is a wee thing. Yeah, so. we've definitely tried the solo yeah. thing. Uh uh-uh. uh. <laughs> Not long. Um, no, sobriety is a wee thing. There, so. There's this. So the closest Wikipedia I could get for this topic um, is named Hat for heroin assistant treatment, oh. which I guess is similar. Um, yeah. So uh, it's talking about the same things. Opioid, opiate-related overdoses in the U.S. kill around 70,000 people per year. I Damn. think that's understated, I probably. I do, too. I do, too. When was this? Yeah. Um, but I thought was interesting. It says the British have had a system of heroin maintenance since the 1920s. What? For decades, it supplied a few hundred addicts nationwide, most of whom were doctors themselves. Wow. It was de-emphasized considerably during the 1960s to 1980s as a result of the U.S.-led war on oh, drugs. Oh, not good 
minutes deep. So it's like, yeah, that goes. That's oh, a whole other show. Um, but yeah, yeah, I just wanted to say that to say that it's been around. This isn't something. Right. Maybe it's getting more visibility, but it's been around this theory. I didn't know that it had been around that long. I didn't either. <laughs> so I didn't go that far into my research. Now, <laughs> yeah. That's crazy. I think that's cool though. So yeah, Hat and Matt. Yeah, there's a little so. Maybe they've changed it the way that we are using our verbiage. Uh, yeah. There's less stigma to Matt if we're not including heroin in the terminology, right? right. Like medically assist that kinda takes away the stigma, you know. Yeah. Even like now, um, it used to be just what, drug abuse. Right. You know, if you're you're a drug abuser, now it's like substance use, use disorder, disorder. Which sounds you know, and it's right. it's good that we change our, our you know, verbiage around that stuff because right. the stigma with being a drug addict is, is, is really heavy. And there's so many of us out there. Hell yeah. You know, there is another way. Right. Look at you, man. Yeah. I was, I used to call myself, uh, well, not like, thank you. Um, not like all the time, but I was starting to refer to myself as a junkie, like when I was really bad in it. And my therapist like stopped me like, okay, so a junkie is a really negative, nasty word. Um, that, that uh, I don't know how she put it, but she basically just explained that that's just a um, that's just another negative term to put yeah. other people down. Right, absolutely. So, so after that, I stopped with the Good. yeah, and Good I was because that's bad for our self esteem. Our subconscious doesn't know that you're you know you maybe you're just kind of joking around, but our mm-hmm. subconscious hears that. You know what I mean? And right. Holds it. Know, t- it holds on. Absolutely. Saves it. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, it's saving it for one of those, yes. Times you want to say, like, fuck it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, all right, so just last thing to wrap up this topic. Uh, I just wanted to go over some things that Matt are use, is used for. We already went for uh, opioid de- right. dependency and opioid use disorder. There's the suboxone, which is buprenorphine and... Naloxone. The suboxone is buprenorphine and naloxone. Maybe I don't got it. Um, It's those two (laughs) together. So the buprenorphine, uh, just from my general understanding, is another synthetic opioid. Um, And then the naloxone is the same thing that's in Narcan. It's the blocker. So what we take, the suboxone, we can't necessarily get high off of. It's really hard to get a, a buzz or high off of it because it has... Uh, this chemical in there that yeah. blocks the opioid receptors from it's interesting, right? Getting their fix, yeah. Because it keep, yeah, it, it, yeah, it's science. It's very, yeah, science. <laughs> yeah, it's totally like um, man-made. Right. It's methadone. Yeah, and methadone. Methadone so, does not have a blocker. No, it does not at all. So that's just a. It's a different um, path. Whatever works for you, though. Absolutely. You know, that work for. Um, Thank you for saying that. Yeah, you know, yeah, absolutely. So. Naltrexone is a medication approved by the FDA to treat both alcohol use disorder and opioid use disorder. And I remember hearing it about alcohol. Yeah. Uh, they either have like pill, a pill in pill form, or you can take a shot that's oh. supposed to last for 30 days for oh, that's cool. alcohol cravings. Oh, wow. Yes. So that's that's excellent for a few reasons, you know, especially if you're like dual diagnosis. Yeah. And you have a lot going on right. there. Like that would be like ideal for Hit someone who, yeah. Two birds and one stone. Yeah. Interesting. Um, I think the, I the only thing before is uh, you have to be completely off of um, like opioids with this like suboxone. But don't quote me on that. Please do your own research. Follow doctor's orders for sure. Boom. So we have... Uh, 
medically assistant treatment for alcohol and medically assistant treatment for opioids right now. Um, in the future, who knows what else they'll maybe have some for methamphetamines and cocaine, but that would be, but right now it's just alcohol and opioids that they have medications to help with. Um, you don't have to do it alone. Absolutely not. All right, that was our medically assistant treatment topic. When we come back from the break, uh, we're just going to wrap up with maybe a quick Q&A from some listeners and uh, close out with gratitude and call it a wrap. All right. You are listening to the Mental Breakdowns podcast with myself, Zoe, along with others as we try to break down the mental health issues of our day using our own experiences along with textbook definitions. Uh, Catch us here on whatever platform you may be using every Thursday night for new episodes. Thanks. Let's get back to the show. All right, we are back with the Mental Breakdowns podcast. Jackie just told me her daughter's cat got a TikTok, got TikTok famous. How many views, Jackie? Oh my gosh, my grandkid is TikTok famous. Um, thirty three thousand three hundred. It's for your kitty. Hella funny. She's so cute. Her name's Mochi. It's my grandkitty. Oh my gosh, that's crazy. Yeah, she's like in this little Halloween co- here. Yeah, Shouts like, out yeah. to Mochi. Yeah, Mochi is a TikTok. Oh my gosh. Okay, so Q&A from our listeners. We got a few questions sent in, but um just a uh, uh for time for time's sake, we're going to hit like one. Um so this question comes out from a a friend in SoCal who says um, I'd also be interested in hearing about sober living houses. Okay. How do they work? How do you get to live in one? How long do you get to stay? Is it free? Are they co-ed, et cetera? All right, so it's a few questions. Um, But, yeah. Um, Yeah, let me take the first one, and you can take the next one. Okay, sounds good. First one, how do they work? So, sober living houses, I think they're not really... um, they're not really governed by government at the moment, so anyone can make a uh, anyone can create a sober living house right now, at least in the state of California. Right. Um, so yeah, that's how they work. And I mean, as far as our structure, we have uh, meetings, house meetings, three times a week, Tuesdays, Thursdays, and Sundays, yep. where we check in for a bit, how many days we got clean and sober, uh, anything new happening or anything we're going through struggling with um you don't have to talk you can perfectly say i'm john doe i have one day and i'm tired and pass um which is fine or yeah you can choose to talk um we all have house chores which get rotated each week um that we volunteer for we volunteer for but it's mandatory right yeah so it's like a part of living here yeah um and that's it. I don't know what we got, like 13 people in our house we right now? We have a full house. We have a yeah. full fucking house. Yeah, there's a lot of us. I've been here since November last year. I don't think it's ever. I've ever seen it at 13 people, which is cool. It's fine. Most of us, though, I mean, all of us have yeah. our own things going on. Yeah, so. which, which makes it really cool because yeah. I feel like the support is, like, huge. Yeah. It's amazing to be seeing everyone making progress and doing this and really working for their sobriety. Like, it's... Right. And this is my first SLE. Have you been in SLE before? First SLE. Okay, so, yep. Yeah, I think we got lucky. Yeah, I like it. I like everyone here, you know. um, I heard horror stories before. Oh, oh, gosh, I have two. Yeah. I have two, so, knock on wood. 
Not yet. <laughs> but we're equipped for it. We've gone through a lot worse, man. Yeah, so, I would say. Yeah. Um. Okay, here, you could take the next one. Okay. How do you get to live in one? Okay, so um, my experience with how to get to live in one was um, I was in a residential. I voluntarily checked myself in. Inpatient. Inpatient. Yeah, in, so that's an inpatient um, rehabilitation center. Yes. Um, can I say which one I went to? If you want, you don't okay, have to. Okay, so anyway, I was out in Contra Costa County, and um, so they have resources in oh. abundance to help support um, the recovery of individuals when they depart. So it's like you have a treatment plan. Yes. And you have goals into which that you'll make, um, you know, by eventually you graduate 60, 90 days, 30 days. Some people do. Mm-hmm. Um, anywho, they had resources for me. You know, what's your plan? You, and they, they really advocate. Um, yeah. That's in recovery once we've done and completed the inpatient to transition into that SLE. So, so we're living environment. So that, that's the thing in inpatient, like that's boom. That's like the next step in your recovery is you don't have to do that, but no. I highly recommended it. Yeah. And um, when I first did, um, my inpatient back in 2018, mm. I thought oh, I got this 30 days. I'll be fine. Went right back home, failed. So yeah. for me and my experience, um, yeah. So they have the resources available um, there's, uh, there's tons of SLEs out there. You just have to, um, research. Yeah. You have to do the research. Every County has like a local, like, um, what do they call that? The line, um, three, one, one. Yeah. Three, one, one Contra Costa County. It's two, one, one. So yeah. Same, yeah. same thing with mine. Um, the treatment that I went to for two months, um, they also put an emphasis on making yeah. sure you're set up when you leave so you're not just thrown out there with the wolves with no plan. Right. So they had a bunch of SLE companies that we could yeah, do tours. Um, they'll drive us to go to tours. Yeah. And also... I couldn't, though, because it was COVID, so it was just ooh, like... You had to just roll the dice. Yep. You didn't even do a virtual tour nope. on the phone? Oh, nope. God. Mystery house, dude. It was the great mystery oh, house. I was just like... You got super lucky. At first, lucky. I was like, I'm not going to an SLE. I don't need this. And then as oh, I got same here. into my recovery, you know, after I, you know, mm. that kept changing into, okay. Yeah. I'm going to do a little more, a little more. And then also people um, come in without going to treatment yeah. at all. So you don't yeah. necessarily have to go to right. a rehab or anything. You can just come in from your parents' house yeah. or... Your, your own house or yeah yeah yeah, yeah you, i mean and the, some people come in um out of jail oh yep yep forgot that which one which is uh, like a yeah they're in like restorative justice or something like that yes i think that's the terminology we get confused a lot with how halfway houses and yeah i mean i, mean, I guess um, i think that's like a just a loose term for sle though isn't it maybe i think I of know. jail system when i think of a halfway yeah. house oh, like yeah, yep. people on parole and shit yep. like yep and that's what they call yeah exactly yeah halfway i mean i guess we are kind of like halfway there to living on yeah, our okay, own okay so that's but a positive yeah, yeah halfway but i think there's a i don't, I don't I feel, know dude. yeah i don't know some things come up for me when i hear halfway house so yeah, i'm like ah. me as well. okay so next one is how long do you get to stay you can stay as long as you want they'll yeah. be happy enough to take your money right, exactly. <laughs> it ain't cheap. yeah there it's not called a rent here it's called a fee yeah um the deposit was not bad though. The it wasn't was at all. Bad. That was like doable. Yeah, it was a two fifty yep. non refundable, and that's for like drug test samples. I mean drug tests. Yeah, because um, yeah, we do get tested randomly. They provide the uh, laundry detergent, 
water, electricity, Wi-Fi, fabric softener, fabric softener <laughs> dish soap, cleaning supplies. Um, so which is nice. Yeah, it's a one-time fee of two fifty, and yeah. then the fee after that monthly right. fee. Um, I think you, there are some ways to get it. Uh, to get not like sponsorship, but like okay, so scholarships yeah, for people. To, I I got so that was a um, geez, so um. Community Connect yeah. in Contra Costa County. Um, I got linked up with um, because those sort of resources are available in the inpatient um, residential, you know, when you're doing that. Yeah. Um, so they, they actually paid for my first month and the deposit for me to get started. Because yeah. I'm, yeah, dude, I almost called you girl. <laughs> you <can do> that <laughs> um, too. So, yeah, that helped a lot for me to get started. You know, um, I didn't have any savings or anything. Yeah. You know, I'm coming, off being fucked off. I wish I would. Oh, I wish and I would. I had it. Yeah. That. Okay. So there are other resources out there that maybe can uh, absolutely help you and with the, the first you know, month. Yeah, I think one of the, you you they have their um, rules as to what you know your qualifications that you have to meet to be able to provi- be provided that one time um, yeah. money. And then the last one is just well, I guess you guys can already guess. Are they co-ed? Yes. Yeah. Um, right? From me and Jackie. Although I. Feel like I sound like a twelve-year-old girl man, sometimes. I feel like I sound like a man. So, so there we go. There <laughs> so who's go. who? Yeah, yeah, you're right. Oh no, that's the ongoing joke. Um, oh. There are there are um, all women's. Um, oh, thank there you. There are there are they do have all women. I don't. Yeah. And they do have all men's too, don't they? I believe so. Yeah. So yeah. the co-ed thing works just fine though. Everybody's cool. I think it works for us. We're very diverse here. So far. Yeah, yeah. Welcome. Welcome. Uh, <laughs> all right, let's uh, wrap up with the gratitude. Oh, um, thank you, friend from SoCal, for that Q and A. Appreciate you. Um, one thing each we're grateful for. Go ahead and uh, close us. Up. I mean, start it off. Damn it, man. Okay, their list is long. Um, Just you know. Oh man, I am can. grateful today. This I'm moment. grateful for the peace I have in my heart in this moment hey. presently, presently i feel very peaceful that's super present yeah. of you yes you help with that so you're uh, amazing your energy is awesome uh, you guys gotta meet this guy <laughs> yeah so so it's quite a quite a wonderful human okay <laughs> He's i'm like yeah, yeah. I'm buckling under pressure so what is your what do you grad what do you gratitude for today i am so gratitude for, gratitude for. um I don't know, getting to try again. Getting to try again. Ooh, yes. Like I woke up today and I got to try again. Like, yes. Um, and if I, the day doesn't work out today, God willing, I'll get to try again tomorrow. Yeah. Um, so I'm just Word. thankful for another freaking day where I can get all my errands and shit done. Yes. Yeah. Indeed. Ooh. That was good, right? Yeah. Thank you guys yeah. so much. Thank you, Jackie. Thank you for having me. That was hella good. We got to do a part two. I had fun. I love talking to you. Right on. Right back Anytime, at you. Anytime, bro. Anytime. Got you. Season Just downstairs. <laughs> yeah, literally. Um, season two for sure. Okay. I mean, so we can get two mics in this mother. That's um, right. And if you guys want to help with that, if you haven't already, we have a GoFundMe. Just search Mental Breakdowns with a Z podcast. Uh, excuse my phone. Um, okay, and let's uh, namaste out of here. Namaste. 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 Namaste, y'all. Have a good weekend. Peace. And.
and that's a wrap i hope you guys enjoyed that episode um we were both really proud of the work we did with that episode and just the vibes and the energy and the flow so we hope you guys did too anyway i am signing out for the night for the weekend i hope you guys have a great weekend i just wanted to give some special shouts out shouts i always fuck it up on the outro i wanted to give some special shout outs to my bakersfield slash Erlemark, california fam including but not limited to Hefe Ali, Hefe Yon, Hefe Tommy. Um, <laughs> I just realized I'm calling them all Hefe. Um, Hefe uh, Emily, Hefe Yina, um, and 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 Hefe um, Ivan. Uh, I love you guys. I miss you guys. Thank you so much for your support through all this. And hope to see you soon. And I hope to see everyone soon next week. Same time, same place. Thursday night for episode 7 of the Mental Breakdowns podcast. Uh, I'm so I'm sleep deprived. Good night and good weekend. Namaste. Thank you.